Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Amen and amen. Praise God. Well, uh, good morning, church. Jesus is alive and he is well. And Jesus is Lord. And I want you to know something and I, uh, that it's exciting to be able to come to you via this media. And right before I get started, I want to extend my gratitude and my honor to all of our Ministry of Helps, to those staff members, to our board members who made a constant contact. Man, they are the best of best. It's easy to be a great church when you've got such great people around you who make you look good. So I thank God for all of those individuals that have been working tirelessly just to make sure that we keep in contact with you. And so I want to, uh, to say that I want to be clear about that. No man can do it by himself. You need people around you. That's what God said. We're not an island to ourselves, as, as the slogan goes. Let me say this to you, and I want to very specifically target this gentleman. Greg uh, Leonte, one of our members of our church who plays our keyboard, our worship leader. I, listen, we tapped into you today and heard you worshiping God. Man, you did a great job. You brought tears to my wife's eyes and she had her hand up worshiping God. That was powerful, man. Thank you. Man, it's such a powerful thing to know how much uh, value and how much, how much the people of God here in Heritage are contributing their part to keep the spirit of worship alive, the word alive, the praise alive, and making sure that the spirit of the living God is moving in us. So once again, and, and I know many of you are doing your other uh, other things that I'm not aware of. I just happened to, drink, happened to catch that today. She was all excited about it. So, but I want to say, and I want to make something very clear. I miss you. And I, and I, and I believe you miss me as well, personally, getting into church service. I uh, see, I've, I'm not, I watch YouTube. I've, I've watched online services, but not for the purpose of regularly doing that. So I want you to be aware of the fact that I understand this is a very, very powerful medium and we're using it now. Social media, currently, once again, Facebook Live and Instagram Live, tell somebody about it. But I don't view it uh, as online worship as the preferable alternative to meeting in person. There's something about face-to-face. There's something about communities. The Bible said not forsaking ourselves and assembling together as the manner of such is. But in today's uh, technology, thank God for it, we can come like this right now. I believe this, there's absolutely no substitute for the gathering of believers in the physical location. The raising of their voices collectively, the lifting up of holy hands, the worship and the praise and the, and the magnitude of doing what we need to do. And uh, this face-to-face relationship is building deeper relationships and the pursuit of the cause of God, the life of God, the word of God, and then going forward. But we're so excited for you. We thank God for who you are. So uh, yes, online church has its potential, has its power. It has its capabilities. And we're utilizing it right now. Thank God for it. But, and it has its place, especially in a moment just like this. And so, but I want to say this to you before I get to ministry. Uh, first, in keeping people and faith together, this online method is very important. Uh, during, especially during difficult times like this. Now, we are on what's referred to as, 
as a stay-at-home order. Now, prior to that, we weren't, but we're in a stay-at-home order. So stay at home. I mean, that's what we're about. But that doesn't mean you have to stay away from the word or stay away from worship or stay away from praise. And more important, don't stay away from the most high God abiding under the shadow of the almighty. Don't do that. But common sense comes into this. I'm going to deal a little bit about with that right now. So, but when we uh, do this, this kind of method is what causes you and I to be unified in connection. That's why so many uh, of you as your pastor... Uh, we're doing everything we know to do to stay in touch with you via text message. Our system referred to as Colomall. That means we, we, your numbers are in there and we put phone calls out and communicate with you. We're on, on, our, on our Facebook page. Go to that our, and our webpage. Go to that and get information. We're here to reach you, the church of Heritage Family Fellowship, and as well as send it out. I mean, on Wednesday night service, we went over into the thousand, uh, thousand mark and, and thank God for it on Wednesday night. And we have many countries watching us as well. Praise God. And if you are watching, we salute you and thank God for you in Jesus' name. The second thing, and these are all natural things I want to cover before I get into today's message. The second thing is the, the rise of online church is a reminder that the true church of the living God uh, really should not, never has been intended to be structured, to be boxed in into a local building, and then that's all we do. And so I want to say this to you. The best way to say this, most people, both the unchurched as well as the church, I'm going to say it again, the unchurched as well as the church, oftentimes look as the building as the, as, as the church. Now, the, the steeple, the cross, stained glass windows, the, the your name on the building, does not make a church. The church are the born again, the new creation realities inside somebody, somebody who has accepted biblically the Lord Jesus Christ and pursuing him and walking with him. That is, that is the church personified. That is the living God. And this is, this is uh, not true. Buildings are not God. God inhabits us. God lives in us. God is big on the inside of us. So regardless of whether you have a tilt-up building, it's a traditional building, whether it's a prefab building, what makes the presence of God is when you and I come together and we're in it. But we're not supposed to be locked in. I'll say it again. You're here to hear the word of God and then go out into the highways and the byways and preach the gospel to whoever you get in touch with. Without, uh, what makes a church? What makes the, an assembly? Without a God-ordained pastor like I am and a God-ordained people like you are called to the ministry, it's just a building. Where I'm at right now is just a building. Now, we have both. We have a pastor. We have a congregation. I'm the pastor. You're the congregation. And thousands of other churches have the same elements. Thank God for it. Aren't you excited about that? It's a good place to shout amen. So church, heritage. Uh, that is why we're using this current message of online services uh, to minister and make a reminder of you that word works, faith works, worship works, praise works, living for God works. And I want to say this to you uh, very importantly, that this is a referred, I'm going to get in a little bit about this, the, uh, the uh, COVID-19 or COVID-19, or the coronavirus, um, it has no political party connected to it. It is neither Republican or Democrat. It has no nationality or ethnic group or 
color of anybody's skin connected to it. It is a virus. That's what it is. So, yes, it originated, from our understanding, it originated in China, but it is not the Chinese people. So please stop saying that and blaming the Chinese themselves, all the Chinese people, or anybody else. We got to get off of that stuff. We are people of love. Now, it may have started there, but not all the people from China and all the people that are here in these wonderful United States are to blame. So stop going after them and stop being so fearful over nationalities. Let's get away from that. And so, so we're using social media and technology, uh, which is available, especially during tough times like this. And we've never navigated through waters like this before. It's the first time for everything. So we're in it right now. Give me just a few moments before I get into the word here. Now, I, this is very important. I was so excited when I read this. I read this last night, and the CDC, the Controlled Disease Center, put on their website, you go on the website, and there's a part of it that's got so much information. But listen to this. Here's a chart. This is the CDC. This is not the Bible, but you basically could say it is. This is not the Word of God. This is the CDC. But what they're saying aligns itself to the Word of God. The website on this Controlled Disease Center, the CDC, said this. Above all, don't panic. While many outlets have framed the current situation as one that warrants fear and panic, there's absolutely no reason for you to engage in it. The CDC, the Control Center, uh, uh, Disease Center, is saying to you, do not fear. In other words, that fear not. Don't panic. Don't get into a, into a frenzy over this. This is not... Uh, I don't know if they're born again or not, but this is on their website. It's not cause for you to engage in fear and panic. We've been telling you all along. They're now announcing it right now. So, and watch this. This is what they said. At no point, I like this, will excessive anxiety, torment, or rash behavior help contain the pathogens or coronavirus, initially the COVID-19 from spreading. Anxiety won't stop it from spreading. Fear won't cause it from spreading. Faith in God will. If we have faith in God, we're at peace and it comes with great composure. And then it says this, and should not be treated as one. Now here, listen to this. Don't let fear and emotion drive the response of, of, this, uh, of this moment. Don't let fear cause you to experience emotion of death around you. And it should not do that. So you and I are, are in a situation where the these are the people we need to be listening to. The news outlets, they're going to spread panic. They're going to spread fear. They're going to spread worry. That's what's driving all this hoarding at the, at the things. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, Toilet paper won't do it, man. It's not going to curve it. So stop hoarding that stuff. You can't buy 20 loaves of bread and think that that's going to last you for, for five, six weeks or, or months. It's just not going to do it. So it's a very, very important that we understand this. Also, if you go to the, the Control Disease Center, CDC, or WHO, which is the World Health Organization, uh, which we're leaning towards, they're giving you great insight. Stop listening to, to the guys, CBS, NBC, ABC, and NFBC, CNN, and, and whatever outlet you, you're listening to, and, and understand this. They're getting information, and then how they assimilate it and give it to us, 
it, it's, it, it, it's watered down. So we got to understand this. Listen to those who know and the ones who know say, do not fear. So here what? Don't fear. Praise God for it. Now the coronavirus, um, the elements of the coronavirus have been around for a thousand years. We, the first record we have of this is in the year 1300. And viruses have been going, coronavirus is the foundation like a building is. And then from there, other things spread. The Ebola, we have SARS, we have virus. We have all these kind of things that have created from it. And all of those are extensions. Coronavirus is the mother and all the names of it are birthed out of that. So coronavirus has been around a long time. Matter of fact, as it's been stated by the Controlled Disease Center, flus have killed more people than this, but it's spreading. It's a pandemic. It's all over the world. So precautionary of where we're at right now. Now, our, our church mutual uh, insurance, and I, this I advise you to get hold of, I'm not pulling any plugs, but this is who we use. The church uh, lets us, uh, the insurance that we have, they do both ownership as well as rental insurance. And they are advising that we may not be covered. A church may not be covered if somebody contracts this virus and blames the church for it, that they will drop the case and then the insurance will have to, fit, uh, out of their own pocket, pay for whatever they're going after. So cautionary, another reason. And we could lose our, our, life, our, our insurance. If you lose your insurance, we can't be insured and the people want us insured. Also, an organization called the Church Lawyers, which is on our website. We got it from the Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and we were authorized, given permission to authorize it, doing church during, uh, the, pan during the pandemic. And one of the things it talks about in here gives us some instructions, and one of them is, is that follow the laws of your state. Not every state's the same. Our state demands that we do this, and if not, our, our, uh, our nonprofit status could be removed. And there's a variety of other things. And although we don't walk by fear, we walk by faith, uh, we're doing what we know to do. And so based on church attorney's information. Also, we put on our website, you get all this on our website. Another thing is the letter from Brother Copeland regarding this. And this is important that we understand. So uh, for us and, and who we are and where we're at, we're, uh, we're fulfilling the will of God and, and, and what God told us to do. Now, now let's begin today as, uh, as, we're, uh, as we go forward with this. And I want to label this, what's on your tongue and or what's in your mouth. You know that commercial, what's in your wallet? I want to know what's in your mouth, what's on your tongue. Now Matthew's gospel, chapter 10, verse 19 says this. Do not worry about how or what you shall speak. Now this is very important. For it will be given to you in that hour what you shall speak. Now, Jesus was readily talking to the disciples, and he said, I'm commissioning you to go out, out and preach the gospel. Go into the streets. Go to the highways and highways. You're going to be contested. And if perchance you run into an adverse situation with government officials, if perchance something happens and you are arrested, do not naturally try to come up with something to speak or say or justify your rationale. So he's basically saying, I will give you what you need to say over that. So let's apply it to the current situation here. Let's apply it to this uh, current here in California, here in, uh, in our wonderful state of California that, by the way, is blessed. We've been given a stay-at-home order. So with that stay-at-home order, we, God will give us word to speak over our city 
and not speak it in hatred, not speak it in racism and prejudice, not speak it in death. Uh, rather, we'll speak life, we'll speak healing, we'll speak words of comfort. So God will give you words to speak. Believe that on the inside. And the only way God will do it, the Spirit of the Lord said, I only speak what I hear the Father say. So the Holy Spirit will instruct you what God is speaking. That's what we talk. Now, I'm not ignorant of the fact that, I'm going to get into this a moment. I'm not ignorant that we are having what's called a, a worldwide uh, pandemic. I understand that. But I'm not in panic. Pandemic doesn't mean I'm supposed to panic. I'm not in panic. Praise God for it. So we must learn. Now, listen close. We must learn how to surrender our voice to the Holy Spirit in adverse moments. We must learn how to yield our voice uh, to the Holy Spirit in challenging moments. In moments when unexpected, this was totally unexpected, and that endeavor to create the atmosphere of fear. See, everything that's going on is trying to create and push fear into us. And once again, we don't fear. Fear not, only believe. This too shall pass. No fear here in the name of Jesus. So Mark eleven twenty three makes this powerful statement. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, say unto this mountain, Say unto this mountain, say unto this mountain, say unto this COVID-19, say unto the coronavirus, say unto any virus, say unto your heart, your respiratory. I'm going to get into a confession of faith right now. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, speak to that curse, speak to that virus, speak to it, and be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. He'll have whatever he says. Now, by principle, neither you or I will be, if, be able to effectively say to the mountain, according to that verse of Scripture, be removed until we understand that there is something, a mountain, an obstacle, an adverse situation, a virus, a pandemic, standing between us and what God said. So church, be alert. Don't put your head in the sand like an ostrich and act like there is no virus. There is no virus. There, there, there is a virus. There is, it's a pandemic. The worst thing you could do is move in denial of it. Well, we just deny its effect on our lives and we do it with our words. It exists. So if we do what we're called to do, isn't it interesting they said one of the most effective ways is wash your hands? Well, you should be washing your hands all along. You should have been practicing hygiene all along. When you use the restroom, wash your hands. When you eat, wash your hands. When you handle money, wash your hands. And then you wash your hands. Scrub the back of them as well. And stop touching everything that ever is around you. Stop touching your face. You put on stuff. That's natural stuff that we've got to do. But spiritually, God is your healer. So by principle, this thing, this mountain, is standing between us known as the coronavirus. It's a mountain and it has to be removed. And it's removed when you and I say it's removed. We speak over this and do the principles set out by what's in, what's in order right now. Now, we have to know what it is that's against us. And we must know who it is that is against us. Now, let me say that to you again. We must know what's against us. Well, there's a virus outside. There's a coronavirus. But you know what's worse? Is you personally in your home speaking death, speaking sickness, and living in fear 
and you become your worst enemy. God lives on the inside of you. So stop uh, approving of what the devil has done of what this virus has done. Stop approving of it and just worship God. Listen, many of us, you need to be home. Take, take the time off. God didn't do this. That's an asinine statement to blame God. God put this on us to judge the nation. Well, listen, it's all over the globe. So get out of that. God's not judging the nation with sickness and disease. He judges us according to the word of God. He didn't judge us with sickness and disease. And let me help you. This is not the end of the world. Man, the other day I heard a newscaster on TV said, is this virus the end of the world? No, it is not. It is not the end of the world, man. It, it surely isn't. No, people still need to hear the gospel. And man, that's how far stretched that is. And if you listen to newscasters like that, and, and it gets on the inside, you'll broadcast that kind of news. You'll become that kind of newscaster. I've got another newscaster. And on the inside, someone told me the other day, I want to repeat it right now. And, and listen close to what I've already said. I'll qualify, but I like it. I got tested the other day, and I found out I'm infected with faith. I'm infected with truth. I'm infected with love. I'm infected with mercy. Yeah, I'm not infected with disease. I'm infected with faith. I, I've been tested. Who tested me? Spirit of the living God. How did he test me? With the words of my mouth, with the attitude that I have, with joy that's unspeakable and full of almighty glory. Praise God. Now, let's start now with moving mountains. How? By confession. Now, I want you to confess this with me. I want you to say this and decree this where you're at right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, COVID-19. You're an agent born in hell. You're an agent of Satan. I command you, be silent in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we do not accept you as a virus that belongs to us. You're a disease that destroys. And my God is the one that restores. So in the name of Jesus, no, I do not have coronavirus. No, in the name of Jesus, it does not belong to me. In the name of Jesus, no strain of any virus at any time, now or in the future, has been given by you, Lord Jesus. Therefore, I reject it in my life. I thank you, Jesus, that you purchased my right to be healed and you did it with your own blood and you gave to me all the authority to silence COVID-19 and it cannot be released upon me because it is a curse and I'm redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ whom I serve, my faith is in the authority provided me by the purchased Lamb of God, the substitute on the cross. And Calvary has absolutely redeemed me. Praise God for it. Now I am grateful that I possess your name. I do not possess virus. 
in the name of Jesus, healing words, health words are flowing out of my belly like rivers of living water. The power of God that's residing within me, I release when I speak. And according to the book of Isaiah 53, 5, that by the stripes I am healed, I say now, thank you, Jesus, I am healed. Praise God. Now, now, now listen close to me. Listen, listen very close to me. That confession of faith, I, I'll see to it that maybe we can get this online in my whole notes and you can download it. Uh, I want you to listen close to your pastor. That's who I am. I'm your pastor. I'm coming to you. I love you. For those of you that extended watching, get, get a hold of your pastor. Now, now I want very, very important I say this to you. The whole world, the world system, and we're in the world, but we're not of it. But everybody in the world and in the church are, are being affected by this whole thing. So listen close to what I'm already saying, because this is not a, a diminish of my faith. I believe the word of God. When Jesus was taken to the mountain to, be, uh, to hear the instruction of God and to hear his assignment, uh, he went up at the age of 30. And while he was here from God, he was there 40 days and 40 nights. Satan showed up. And on three different occasions, Satan challenged him. And Jesus, each occasion, said, it's written. Notice The first time, Jesus said, it is written. The second time, it's written. The third time, it's written. So isn't it interesting that Jesus said, it's written, and Satan didn't leave right away. He came back. And then he came back the third time. By that, by that principle, this doesn't mean that, that the enemy will immediately cease to attack the world or the world system and back up or back off. Will he do it? Well, he will, according to the word of God, but probably not immediately. The whole world is dealing with this, and especially when fear is, is dominant in the world and unfortunately in the church. Get rid of it in the church. You are the church, so get rid of that. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and God lives on the inside? You are of God and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So fear not. Don't act like the world's acting. Fear not. So here's point number one on this. Never enter into a conversation with Satan regarding COVID-19. Do not get into a conversation with Satan about this. How do I get into the ball of that? Well, do I have it? Am I going to die? Am I going to get respiratory? Am I going to be hospitalized? What am I going to do? Where do I get a mask? Where do I get toilet paper? Where do I get it? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a banana. I don't have an orange. I don't have this. I don't, I don't have any cookies. I don't have any tortillas. What am I going to do? That's engaging in a conversation. Instead of believing God for your full supply, listen to this. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed ever begging bread. Well, you're the seed of Almighty God, so don't be living like a beggar in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 says this. The tongue of the wise promotes the health. So what's in your mouth? What's on your tongue? The tongue of the wise promotes health. Promote health in your own home. Promote health in your own life. Promote health over your children and your children's children. Promote health over your loved ones. Psalm 103 says this, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless, bless, bless his holy name. 
Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That means get your mind in order. Capture, bring it into submission and make your mind be renewed with the washing of the water by the word of God and then begin to decree and declare what God has said. And remember this, bless the Lord. The Lord, not you, just your Savior, the Lord. A Savior is who redeemed you and you're going to get into heaven. But a Lord is who gives you the marching orders on earth. And when you obey him, it's better to obey than, than to have a sacrifice. Sacrifice, it's all right, but you'll sacrifice something if you don't obey. So obey by doing what he says. Now, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Now watch this. And forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Now here it goes. Are you ready? And heals all your diseases. Or who has healed COVID-19. Or who has healed coronavirus. Or any other virus. Or any other plague that will come onto this planet. Remember this. It's important this. When Jesus. This is powerful. When Jesus went into the wilderness. Uh, and as uh, Jesus was entering into the realm of the spirit. He went into the wilderness, but to talk to God. He didn't go into the wilderness to be in the wilderness. He went into the wilderness to get along with God. And there he invoked the presence of almighty God. Jesus did. Jesus stayed on that mountaintop not to fight Satan. He stayed there to protect the presence of the father who was with him, to, to protect his calling to protect his assignment, to protect his anointing, to protect his health, his wealth, his life, his destiny, his, his walk of faith. He got into God's presence. Now Satan showed up and he said, it's written. But he wasn't there to fight Satan. He was there to engage with Almighty God. He was there to honor God. Well, you and I right now, that's what we do. We're not fighting Satan. We're not fighting coronavirus. We're fighting the good fight of faith to maintain our faith and stay in the presence of Almighty God and do what God told us to do. So that brings me to the next point. Learn to sharpen our spiritual use of words. Sharpen the spiritual use of your words. Proverbs 18, chapter 21 says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What's in your mouth? What's in your tongue? And those that love it will eat its fruit. That's King James Version. You listen to the Amplified Version of that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their own words. So we're going to bear the consequences of our own words. What is in your mouth? What are you saying? What's on the tip of your tongue? The prophet Psalmist said this, my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. What's on the empty canvas of your life today? Start speaking the word and pin your future with your own words. The complete Jewish Bible says it this way. The tongue has power over life and death. The tongue has power over life and death. Once again, what's in your mouth? What's on your tongue? What are you saying, man? Those who indulge it must eat its own fruit. You're going to eat your own fruit by what you say. There is power of life and death that's held to the tongue. And the last one is this, the message translation based on that. And this is, just, this is just so plain blunt. This is simple. You're going to have to have about five theologians and all kinds of stuff to confuse you about what I'm going to say right now. Watch this. Words kill. 
words give life. They're going to either be poison or fruit. So choose. So what are you going to choose? Deuteronomy says, uh, I've given you life, death, blessing, cursing. Choose life that you and your seed may live. How you choose life? By what you say. Words kill coronavirus. Words kill it. Why? Because it creates an immune. It adds to your immune system. You ever notice that when people are stressed, the more, the more they talk about stress, the more stressful they become. The more anxious they become, the more worried they become. Did you ever uh, notice that you could get irritated by driving someplace and you knew it would take you? Listen, we live in California. For those of you that may not be watching us in California or you're out of, out of country, uh, here in California, our, especially here where we live, our freeways are jam-packed, man. They're, they're like, they're, in some cases, it, uh, they're just like parking lots. People on them, they can barely move three, four, or five miles an hour at certain time levels. And for some people, it's only like 16 miles, and that could take you 45 minutes to an hour to get there. So you got to understand this. But now, but you ever notice that if you know it takes 45 minutes to an hour to get there, and you only give yourself 30 minutes, you notice how frustrated you get? You added the stress by how late you left. Well, that's the way it is here with the Word of God. Now, listen, uh, listen, not against you, but I love you, but listen. If you just now get a hold of the word and you have been in the word and you know you've been in church and you've been, especially around me. If you've been around me, I've never talked about sickness or disease coming from God. I told you where it's from. And so we've got to stop from the natural standpoint. All sickness and disease was not born in another country. It was born out of hell. And it comes up, it springs up, but you and I, man, we got to stick with the word of God and recognize its, its domain. Words kill, words give life. So I'm going to give life. I speak to my respiratory system. We're going to have another confession. I speak to my respiratory system. I speak to my heart. I speak to my lungs, to my kidneys, to every vital organ of my body. And I call them well in Jesus' name. Now, essentially to what this is saying to you and me is that the condition of our health is revealed by the words we speak. How you speak. I don't have any prejudice in me. I don't have any racism in me. I, I don't have that. I'm not speaking against any nationality. I don't care where it got started. I care about whether I'm going to get it or not. And I guess what? I'm not. I don't carry care, worry, fear, anxiety, or threat. Care is, is a bondage, man. Casting all your care upon him. Humbling yourself so that you can give your words accurately to God. Casting your care. In other words, we have control over our health and our lives. You have control right now with what's going on in your home. You have control with the anxiety. Worst thing you could do is be putting that on your children, you know, and doing that. It's saying, that we're, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if you're going to get it. I'm going to get it. Mama's going to get it. Daddy's going to get it. I don't know. No, no, we're not going to get it. Get it together. Serve communion with them. Lay hands on them. Rejoice. Pray. Play with them, man. Run around. Act like everything's okay because everything is okay. Jesus is Lord. Fear not. Yeah, it's out there. I understand that, but don't shut life down. Isolation does not mean become a hermit and afraid to open your front door. No, fear not, Jesus' name. Here's what Jesus said, John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, catch this scripture with that verse. In Revelation 12, 11, uh, Jesus makes reference of this. 
And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their own testimony. What's in your mouth? What are you saying? What's on the tip of your tongue? So we've got to recognize this. Our, now listen close. Our spiritual weapons, heritage, this is close to your pastor. Uh, our spiritual weapons in this verse to overcome any and all strains of any virus are in the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ and by the word of our own testimony. Leviticus said the life of the flesh is in the blood. It's in the blood. It didn't say it was blood. It said it's in the blood. When they go for testing on anything, just not the coronavirus, I mean for anything, they take blood tests and they do all that. You know what they've never been able to check for us as believers? They've never been able to detect the life of God, the DNA of Almighty God, the anointing of God, the healing power of God that's at work. Your bodies were designed to heal itself. You cut your finger, automatically it goes to work to heal. Your body's health and healing is working now. But promote the immune system by with your words. Put your words in work, work right now. The, uh, now, now listen close. I'm about ready to get into something here. And once again, let's get into another confession of faith. The autoimmune, the autoimmune COVID-19, known as the coronavirus or disease, right now we decree Isaiah 53, 5. Over our immune system. By his stripes I'm healed. Come on, I need you to say this with me. I need you to voice it out loud. Just don't sit there silent. Say it out loud in Jesus' name. You ready? I bind the strong man, the spirit of death, which accompanies this wicked flu strain known as coronavirus. And I loose the spirit of life into my body. You said whatever I bind on earth is bound. And Jesus, you said whatever I loose on earth is released. So in the name of Jesus, you are the master physician. And I acknowledge you as the master physician. I now speak into my immune system. And I say, you will not produce antibodies that attack my own tissues and organs and body. But you will, however, release and produce only those antibodies that fight off any infections. My immune system no longer attacks and kills my body. It does what it's designed to do. Heal itself for the glory of Almighty God, my King of Kings, my Lord of Lords, my wonderful Master and Savior. I say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit who has and is making my mortal body whole and sound by resisting this coronavirus. Therefore, I do not fear. Therefore, 
I refuse to walk around with anxiety, any torment, any kind of worry. And I say, at these adverse moments, I shall live and not die. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you and I align the word of our testimony with God's word, the fear, anxiety, and worry of torment of COVID-19, it will die and it won't win over your life. Align your words. What's in your mouth? What's in your tongue? What are you saying? Colossians 3.17 Whatever you do in word and deed, do all of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father through Him. Psalm 104. It makes this powerful statement. Are you ready? Enter into His gates, not into fear, not into panic, not into trouble. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless Him. Into His courts. You know, in our natural order of things, when somebody goes to court, and they've been accused of some kind of, uh, uh, of attack, somebody will impose, impose, the judge will impose a restraining order against one of the, one of the people. And say, you have a, you, there's a restraining order, you cannot come within a certain amount of feet of this person or this family or this location, whatever it might be. It's a restraining order ordered by the courts of the land. Well, I'm telling you, uh, there's been a restraining order put by the courts of heaven against any virus, any disease, COVID-19, coronavirus, you, however you want to name it, there's a restraining order, and I have the papers to prove it, called the word of Almighty God, and I enforce this, and I read it, and I say, virus, you can't come nigh me. There's a restraining order, you got to stay away from me, and you got to stay distant from my home, distant from my family, Distant from my organs in Jesus' name. Last verse. Psalm 107.1 says this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy, his love, his compassion, his capability of reaching you right where you're at. Endures forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Glory be to God. Jesus is Lord. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.